The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn presents. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Are you going to do something nice for your sweetheart today? Or if you don't have a sweetheart, maybe you should take a chance and reach out to that potential sweetheart, or even just a friend, really. Because if there's one thing we've learned from the 85-year-old Harvard study of adult development, it's that relationships matter more than just about anything and more than you might think. And even though Valentine's Day puts a lot of focus on romantic relationships, that's not the only kind that matters. Friendships matter. Family relationships matter. Even how you get along with your casual acquaintances can have a measurable impact on your health and well-being. But, and here's the bad news potentially, to survive, those relationships take work. They require effort. They call for your attention. But it's well worth it, according to Mark Schultz, co-author of the book, The Good Life, Lessons from the World's Longest Study of Human Happiness. Here's Mark to share what he's learned about the value of tracking what he calls your social fitness. We tend to think that once we establish friendships and intimate relationships, they will take care of themselves. But like muscles, neglected relationships atrophy. When the Harvard study participants reached their 70s and 80s, we asked them if they had any regrets. Many told us they wished they had tended to their relationships more. They talked about friends that they had lost touch with and close relatives that they wished they had spent more time with. For example, Lydia at age 78 told us, I wish I'd spent a lot more time with my kids and less time at work. Knowing how to improve our social connections, our social fitness, isn't easy. Unlike stepping on the scale or taking a quick look in the mirror, assessing our social fitness requires a bit more sustained self-reflection. It requires stepping back from the distractions of modern life, taking stock of our relationships, and being honest with ourselves about where we're devoting our time and whether we are tending to the connections that help us thrive. It also means asking ourselves what we find challenging in relationships and beginning to make a commitment to doing better. I'm intrigued by this idea of social fitness. I mean, I was just talking about how Many of us are obsessed with tracking our physical fitness. You know, my Apple Watch is all over it and telling me how many steps I've done and how many calories I've burned. A lot of people track their nutrition, their diet, they track their sleep. But we don't have a lot of great tech tools, I don't think, right now for tracking our relationships. I mean, I keep wanting there to be a thing on my watch where it tells me how much time I've spent talking to friends or laughing. Maybe that's coming. Maybe AI can help get us there. Until then, are, do you have any ways that you yourself measure your relationships or, or decide whether they need work or not? Yeah, so I, I have a calendar that when I look at it, sometimes I, I get anxious. I get kind of nervous and surprised at how many hours I have booked um, in my schedule. 
But I work really hard, even when I'm at my busiest, to make sure that I have some downtime between appointments, that I'm not rushing from one Zoom call to another. And that downtime is intentional. It gives me a break, but I often use it to connect with others. So I might leave my office, go downstairs to check the mail in the mailroom or to get some water at the water cooler. And inevitably, I'm going to meet someone who's doing the same. So it's an opportunity to say hello to a colleague, to a student that may be in the building that I intentionally plan my day with some downtime in my schedule because I, I find it healthy for me and it also is a way to connect with others. The same peak at my schedule, I'm thinking about, okay, where am I getting in my social time? Am I going to see buddies that I, I make through playing tennis? Is that going to be part of my week? Am I going to have a walk with a friend? Do I have a point in my schedule where I can make sure that that friend that we've been talking about doing something together, that I, I'm going to fit that in? So a calendar, which can be overwhelming, and, and most of us, when we look at our calendars these days, we think about, you know, work is taking up so much of my time. There are also opportunities in there to identify those windows, those precious opportunities that you can use to make the kinds of connections, both with existing friends and that downtime idea, I think is so important as well. You know, how can I just use some informal time, maybe even before a meeting, get there early. You can do this on Zoom as well. There are always people that are connecting early just to catch up and to say, oh, that's an interesting shirt you're wearing. You know, what's that shirt about? It looks like it has something on it. I can't quite see it in the Zoom window. So it's that opportunity to make those connections, both with, again, existing folks that you know and have regular communication with, but maybe folks that you just need that informal time to connect a little bit more. Well, I'm sure you are wearing an interesting shirt, Mark, and I'm sorry we didn't set aside <laughs> more time to chat about it. Another thing I found really intriguing in your book is the idea that something that happened in this study is not just that you were measuring these people's happiness and well-being, but by the very fact of having them reflect on their lives periodically, that itself might have been part of what made them happy. Is that true? And if so, should we be all doing our own version of this Harvard study on ourselves and reflecting more, journaling more? We asked our participants directly. We said, what has the experience of being part of the study, what impact has that had on your life? And you know, we asked it because we were curious. We were also worried about the amount of time that they spent doing this. And most of the participants talked about how, not, they didn't use the word enjoyable, but how meaningful the experience was for them. And oftentimes they focused on this opportunity to reflect on their experiences. So the questionnaires were coming every two years, interviews about every 10 years over the course of the study, that they appreciated this opportunity to check in, to, to think more broadly about their experience. For some of these participants, again, these were men that, that were born in the 30s. This was an opportunity to talk about challenges or things in their life that they didn't talk about with anyone else in their life, even their partners. So I think this experience was quite meaningful to people. And I also think the idea that they were doing something that wasn't just about themselves, that maybe might help other people live meaningful lives and to flourish, that that was an important idea that motivated their participation in the study. So part of the idea behind the book was to bring these kinds of check-ins, uh, the opportunities to reflect about your experience, to bring those to people who aren't in the study, to allow all people to benefit from this moment of reflection and examination of their life. Okay, everybody. 
Take a moment today to think about your relationships. It's Valentine's Day after all, so you have an excuse. Take a look at your calendar. Do you have a lunch scheduled with your best pal? Do you have a date night set up with your significant other? Maybe a phone call with your mom? Take Mark's advice. Don't leave that stuff to chance. Pay attention to your social fitness at least as much as you do to your physical fitness. I'd say more. And come back tomorrow when Mark will tell us what his study says about how to handle the messiness of relationships. Because let's be honest, they're pretty much always messy. Until then, celebrate love in all its forms and let us know what you thought about this episode. You can leave a rating and review in your podcast player or search for The Next Big Idea on LinkedIn and leave a comment. We'd appreciate it. See you tomorrow.